0: Hello and welcome to the Finder Flow radio show podcast, I'm your host Winston Wittes and I'm here today with a very special episode, today's episode is about co-live and co-living and how to co-live and what it all is about, so I'm very excited to be sharing this with you today, I recently did a podcast with the one and only Christine McDaniel who is the author and expert of the co-living code and co-living in general the industry what's it all about what is uh what are the pros and cons how can you get involved if you are interested and how could it benefit you how can it be maybe a new income stream for you a new lifestyle perhaps a new tribe a new way of life and that sounds like quite a tall order now that I'm saying that all out loud, but the reality is that it is a reality and there are people doing it and have been doing it for a while. This is not actually that new of a thing, but it kind of is. Um, the The idea of living together obviously goes back forever as long as people have been around and actually even before people, probably mammals and other animals that are more social. And uh, this concept is fairly new to me. So, I got a chance to interview Christine. You can check that one out on the podcast. Check out Co Living, finderflow.com forward slash Co Living, C O L I V I N G, no hyphen. This is Co Live to Co Live. This episode is about what it might be like to co live. Now, I got to say that I haven't done Co Living exactly, I've got limited experience living with other people other than my wife and my two kids and my, my immediate family that I grew up with, my mom, dad, and my brother. So I But I do have a little bit of experience around the college living experience of sharing a house and then sharing an apartment. And so for me, that's kind of the experience, limited as it may be, that I'm drawing upon and comparing to. And I think that it's still a, a neat way to be able to compare and contrast what you or what other people may be experiencing or have experienced or or could experience through co-living. So that's where we're starting for today. The idea being that this is a very specific and conscientious effort to unite people who are like-minded into a home to live together and so that similar minded part like-minded part is a big piece of this whole thing and I read Christine's book called The Co-Living Code great book you can pick it up on Amazon I have a link in the show notes for her episode if you look up uh, The Co-Living Code on finderflow.com you'll be able to see the the links to her book and also the app the app is going to be like an Airbnb app that will help you find a place to to co-live or to help you fill your co-living house with other people that might want to move into your house so what's really neat about what she's done uh, there's a lot of neat things about what she's done one of the neat things about what she's done is that it is A business in a sense she runs it like a business her house where she lives and I think that's neat I've managed property for a number of years not a lot of them it's not one of my favorite things to be perfectly honest Um, my brother and I have a a rental unit uh, condo that I manage my wife and I manage Elena does more of the paperwork management side I do more of the handyman stuff but I don't really do that anymore we just hire you know we outsource that nowadays but um, then we've also done some property management for some of her family, and I was much more involved with uh, some of that. One house in particular was in the college area, San Diego College, San Diego State area, and it was quite a challenge, um, you know, keeping this place rented sometimes, just or, or keeping it, just keeping it in good shape. You know, five college people coming through at a time. Sometimes I'd stay a year, sometimes a couple of years, um, you know, rel- not super high turnover, but kind of enough to keep me on my toes. And uh, toward the end of the time that I was managing it, we kind of switched focus from college students to business owners or not business owners. Sorry, more um, people already in the workforce, people who are either working on their graduate uh, postgraduate degrees or we're already working full-time jobs and you know taking a couple of classes here and there kind of thing. So a slightly different demographic than the students that we were getting before with the idea that they would stick around longer and have less parties and cause less damage to the house. So that was kind of the idea and it was working well. Um, one thing that is, I don't know how unique it is to San Diego or to that particular area, but there's a law around if it's one house and um, you can't rent it out as if it's multiple rooms, okay? You have to rent it as one house, and there's, you know, nuances with the the locks on the doors and this kind of thing, And but anyway, for our purposes and for legal purposes, we were renting it as one house, and so there'd be one person signing it in this kind of thing as the main person, but... Uh, State law would also require that these people, that anybody over 18 would have to fill out the application and go through a background check. That's part of the law. So the challenge with all this is that I quickly realized like some of these guys were moving in and out without ever telling me, or they would tell me, but then they'd already have moved out and found a replacement. And it was very, very hard to keep track of all these people and see who was going in and out. So, uh, But fortunately, I had one guy who was like the main guy. He was my contact. He was the guy in charge. He was the guy that was handling the security deposit. Because, you know, as people are moving in and out, they would have to kind of cash each other out for the security deposit. And that was kind of a hassle. So this guy, you know, it's probably a hassle for him too but his name was on the thing and we didn't want to all have to get together and redo contracts every time that somebody moved in and out, because like I said, it became kind of a frequent thing, unfortunately. So this idea, had I known about it, it might've been something I would have maybe suggested to him in terms of getting the place rented out um, and being able to charge a bit more for him kind of managing within the house. This is kind of a concept that Christine talks about in this book is because she's the one organizing the, the house, she's um maintaining the um you know, the facilities, the amenities, the live in chef, the, the concierge, the all these really neat things that are perks for moving into a house like this, she's also getting kind of a management fee for for all this. It's just built into the, the rent. And So theoretically, she, and I don't know the specifics, but you could potentially have some or all of your rent paid for. And maybe you're even more ambitious and you actually want to own this house at some time. Maybe you already own a house and you're trying to figure out how to rent out some rooms and make some extra money. These are all things that you could do if you're up and open to co-living, right? So to co-live with other people, one of the big things she talks about in the book is this tribal sense of community. You're finding people who are in the same kind of tribe as you, or that you guys are forming this tribe together. And that there was a lot of emphasis on that in the book about that. Hi, friend, Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station, such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much. For listening, go there, put in your name and email address, find your flow.com forward slash podcast VIP. And I will send you some cool stuff. Thank you again, friend, for listening. Take care and back to the show. So with that, there is, uh, you know, she goes into processes for screening applicants and for making sure everybody's on board and for keeping everybody happy you know how often to have meetings how to have these meetings what kind of technology do they leverage to be able to do this efficiently and make sure everybody is in the loop with events that they're holding at their house and with opportunities for networking because they also realize hey i'm it's not just me and you and you and you and you but it's also your network so each of these people know on average let's say a thousand people so if there's five people in this house and each of us know a thousand people that's approximately five thousand people within our networks that we could tap into if we have some kind of idea or venture or some kind of opportunity that we want to share and get out there so that is part of the power of the network and the like-minded individuals and this whole tribe that they are building with co-living so the opportunities are really big right and so but there's also this you know you can't just kind of throw it together you could try right and i'm sure there's gonna be lots of people that do and it's you know in that case maybe not so different than just finding a room to rent or a house to rent and getting a bunch of people and like with anything you probably get out of it what you put into it if it's kind of haphazard and you're just going for it you're probably going to get you know mediocre maybe good results if you're focusing on it and running it like a business and and systematizing it and using processes, proven systems, that sort of thing, you'll probably get a much better result. And so that's basically what she's been doing here is building that into a system and she's got a proven track record of building successful and sustainable businesses. So I think that's one of the other things that's got me so excited about this is that I think there's a lot of need for something like this, a lot of room for, People who are ambitious and maybe a little entrepreneurial, who want to better their housing situation, and maybe looking for ways to improve living conditions and pool resources with other like minded individuals. So, the reason I think one of the other reasons, and I kind of touched on this in a different episode, but um, I think one of the other reasons it appeals to me, and not that I'm actually going to do it. So, I want to be clear about that. I'm, you know, uh, I live with my wife and our two sons. And so this isn't quite, you know, what I'm actually looking to do for myself, but there is kind of a variation or variations on this that I think I will probably apply to my business, uh, to different businesses, to my investments, real estate investments that I want to work on. And that's definitely part of the appeal for me is to be able to niche this in an artist type space uh, and kind of almost do this on, on the commercial level, be able to get rehearsal studios. Uh, Or, you know, just a property that can be turned into rehearsal studios plus a performance space. So that is what's exciting to me. Now, how does that apply? Well, there's going to be a lot of similar kind of things. I'm trying to get tenants to pay money to, you know, maintain the space. And I'll be the one managing it or I'll have somebody managing the actual grounds. But that's who do I want there? I want people that are like-minded. I want artists that are a little bit more business-minded, that pay their rent on time, that, you know, play um they don't have to play the same kind of music or anything like that, or you know painters that uh are also just people that are responsible, people that take a more serious approach to it than you know when I was younger and the kind of approach that we took to it uh we did good, well we shouldn't say that you know we we had a recording studio when I was in a band uh recording space i should say rehearsal space, I should say um where we rented a rehearsal room, and that was a lot of fun. We did that for a number of years so that's uh kind of just one of my passions right but this could be applied to all different kind of niches maybe you guys are maybe you want to hang out with uh, nurses or military folks and you want to be able to you know own a house maybe this is a way for you to get into your first property and so you start pooling together like-minded people a tribe that could all live together and help you pay down this mortgage so you're maybe paying less in uh mortgage, but you're getting, you're building equity, right? So that might be your angle. There's a lot of different ways to work it. And I think the beauty of what she's doing is she realized she cannot, she can only move so fast, right? There's only one of her. And yet this model can really help a lot of people. And so... That's where she's coming from is like, hey, she wrote this book to really open people up to this idea of co-living. And uh, again, you can go to uh, co-live, findyourflow.com forward slash co-live, C-O-L-I-V-E, and I'll have resources there for you to pick up to learn more about this. Uh, She's got a free masterclass that I'll link there where you can see how this thing works and uh, get a much better sense of it. See if it might be something you might be interested in as a renter. See if it might be something you might be interested in as a curator, a curator of uh, of people, getting people into a house, putting together the co-living house. So there's different angles depending on what your motivation is, and uh, I want to make that accessible for you to be able to learn as much as you would like and be able to make it happen, create some social flow in your life, in the lives of those that you co-live with, and for the people in your neighborhood and in your community that each of you interact with and the people in your network. Because if one of you is being positively influenced by this and you have an average of a 1,000 people in your network that you're influencing, whether you realize it or not, and to varying degrees, of course, but that's a pretty significant change if something in your life your lifestyle changes for the better all you know when you're in these like-minded groups especially there's a lot of energy and the energy is different and you guys can support each other differently than you could if you were not in that situation to get like if you were living with people who have different backgrounds uh not necessarily different backgrounds but maybe um you know, don't have shared experiences, then maybe it would be harder to relate. So, for instance, uh, from her book, the best and easiest example I can think of is um, that the, the house she focuses on are for entrepreneurs and business owners. And so people who are entrepreneurs are going through things that the general population does not really understand. They cannot possibly understand it unless they're actually doing it and living it. Okay, And there's side hustles, and that's one thing. And then there's like full-on entrepreneurship, which is another thing. And it's got lots of challenges, and it can be a very lonely road. And so if you are trying to be an entrepreneur, or even if you are already a successful entrepreneur, there's still maybe many times where you just wish you had people that could relate to what the heck you're doing. And so if you live in a home where people can relate because they, too, are going through it, that might be a very powerful environment for you to be in. And in fact, I would venture to say, yeah, it would be a very powerful environment for you to live in. So that is kind of the big idea with this co-living thing. And uh, again, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurs or business owners. It could be any other kind of niche or community that is of like-minded individuals. So she's whittled it down to a system. That's the way she rolls, processes systems as a true entrepreneur and business owner. And made those systems and processes and paperwork and all that good stuff available to you and to other people who are interested. It's a ninety day program and it's pretty darn exciting, I think, if uh if you're looking for a place to live and you're looking for maybe new ways to do it. You want to maximize your rent money or your money, your living costs. So what if you could pool that together and be able to buy better services and be able to outsource things that would free up your time to pursue the things that you actually enjoy doing with your time. That's a big one of the concepts here. So that's kind of the big idea, friends. I hope you've enjoyed this chat on co-living and what it might be like to co-live. Again, you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash co-live, C-O-L-I-V-E for uh, more information as well as Finderflow.com forward slash co living to um, learn even more. And then the podcast episode on Finderflow.com is The Code, the uh, Co Living Code. And that is also the title of the book by Christine McDaniel, The Expert in This Industry. And uh, she is an awesome individual. And you can socialize with her. I'll have some social links in there for you to reach out to her as well. So that's it, my friend. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you are looking for more social flow in your life and or more cash flow, this might be the opportunity that you've been looking for. So take care, crush it, co-live, and until next time, be flowing. Hey, thanks for listening, Frank.